This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Jeff Ash in studio with us, which is kind of cool. We uh, haven't been in studio all that much during the yeah. past years because oftentimes you've been traveling once in a while it's me as well that happens to be gone so in studio this time is right as we're heading on into the uh, good part of the golf season and all that we've been you know i went last week and uh, there's yeah. some good tournaments coming on tiger playing this weekend too yeah and i think our mentality was a little different a few days ago as far as the around here now i just when i drove in saw there was a guy out ice fishing so it's kind of like it puts you back into the whole winter mode a little bit but luckily we didn't get dumped on too much um, I know I, we've talked a couple weeks ago just when they were starting with some of the tournaments, but now they have the genesis that Tiger hosts and plays in. That really gets the uh, blood boiling for me, and I'm or not boiling, flowing is better. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you obviously got a taste of it watching the live and stuff last weekend too, yeah, so yeah. it's all firing up and getting excited for all of it. And I love watching Tiger and seeing what his new clothing line is. I'm a little confused on that whole deal. I, I didn't see it at all, so... Uh, yeah, he switched uh, sponsors. I guess Nike is out of golf completely. Yeah, so. he's got his own, and it's Sunday Red, three different words. I totally get the Sunday Red thing, but I I don't know if there's more meaning to it than just what we think, just because it's Sun, S-U-N, and then must, Day. And then must be. Yeah, it has to be some sponsor thing. And the Tiger, thing. and yeah. then I see people say, well, if you look at it from the side, then it looks like vertebrae that have been fused together, you know, talking about his surgeries and his back. Oh, really? Everything else. So. I haven't heard any of this. I'll have to look that up Yeah, now. it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. You kind of wonder, like, okay, is there more of a story? Because I, I just, I don't exactly get the, yeah. I get the name, you know, if you just say Sunday Red and that's it, but the Sunday Red thing, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that all out. But yeah, yeah. It's always fun to see him and yeah. to see somebody that has such an aura about him for a sport like that, especially yeah. a sport that's so popular, like, yeah. you know, that where you see the masses, there is one guy. Yeah. That is literally the kingpin of Still, it. Still, at 47, yeah. despite how little he's played for over a right. decade. Yep. He's played very little the last 10 years. Right. Yep, and they said, uh, well, they were interviewing. Um, so he played with Justin Thomas yesterday and uh, the guy that had the brain surgery that we talked about. Why can't mm. I think of him? Yeah. Charlie Hoffman? No. No, no. No, he had he, – he was a guy I talked about a few weeks ago. Why can't I think of his name? But he, he had the – he would wake up every day thinking – you know, that the, they're all bad thoughts. And then he ended up having to have some brain surgery. Gary or Woodland. Oh, okay. Gary Woodland he played right. with. He got a sponsor's exemption, so Tiger invited him because of his story and that he thinks so highly of him. And so the, he was talking. And he is a former U.S. Open champ. Right. Yeah. And he's doing great. He's played good coming back. But it's kind of crazy when you think somebody was in there digging around in his brain, you know, and now he's out golfing. It's yeah. like, maybe that's what we need, Todd. The technology. <laughs> maybe that's what we uh, need. Uh, somebody but, to work on our brain yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't but think anyway, it would help me personally. Back to the Tiger thing. <laughs> his comments were, you know, everything is right when Tiger's involved, you know, and when he's out there, it's just all about him. And I don't think Tiger makes it about him right now, which it's, it's it a little is. bit of Tiger's persona, you know, yeah, too. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah he, he's got a lot of pride and, you know, he's a cocky guy and whatever else, but it's also he's always backed it up. So I think that's why yeah. it is. And everybody just looks at him. Like even JT, I know they're really good friends, but I still think like JT is looking at him like, there's there's the, there's my big brother like he is so awesome you know that's just kind of what I always think but yeah. 
it's just fun to see them interact. It's kind of fun to see Tiger be a little more subdued now too. And obviously he's growing up and getting older. But he had, did you see a shank on eighteen that he had? I, I did not see any of the he golf. Totally. Yep. And he he was one under I think at the time. Or no, he was even. And he perfect drive. Gets up there, totally shanks it to the right. He's in between trees. He's got to hit this crazy shot. He hits it to like twelve feet and misses it. But he said his back was spasming, you know, because the 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 uh, press guy said he goes, well, I'm not going to use the word. He goes, yeah, I shanked it. He goes, yeah, I shanked it. And then he explained that it was a, his back, but. Who's back? Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. He well, said that's back. not good. He said his back was spasming up a little, but he said he felt good. You know, didn't really notice the limp so much, and he hit the ball great. You know, I mean, it's just crazy the distance. Yeah, but that he for still a gets. guy with a back history, I he know. has to say he's having back spasms on day one. That's what he said. That's he's, not good. He said his back was spasming, wow. or whatever the word would be. So, yeah. But it sounds like everything was good. You know, I mean, aside from back spasms, yeah, <laughs> from they, a guy who has spinal fusion surgery. I get those though. Yeah. But yeah, but he. I think the amount – everybody always wants to ask him about that. So how do you feel after this? You know, How are you going to feel about playing 72 holes? How can you holes? not ask him, man? And then you know, he talks about, well, there's going to be plenty of treatment. I mean, I would assume he's got hours of treatment, and he's probably got to limit how much range work he can do and things mm-hmm. too. So a little bit different than Mr. Invincible that he used to be, but it's it's fun. I have a hard time – like I renewed my ESPN Plus yesterday morning. I'm like, I need to have this on. Like it's just – calming for me to have that on listening to those guys following tigers every shot i still love it to this day yeah i have to track tiger no doubt about it yep and you said that uh, brady matson was inside the ropes a little yeah he was sending us videos he likes to be a you don't think he's a big deal down there in arizona yet so he would send videos which was kind of cool i mean i think being inside the ropes was the only safe place to pee yeah if that but yeah it was a little wild down yeah there. but it w- he would send videos you know he'd be right in the tee box or inside and he was inside on 16 and um, I didn't talk to him too much myself, just kind of took in what he was saying, but kind of a neat experience. But I would think that would be one of those tournaments just with the energy that's there that if you were aspiring, of course we all have dreams, but if you're really aspiring like Brady is to get on the tour, that's got to be one of those where you're like, what can I, geez, I want this. You know, how do I get, how do I get to this scene? Because like we were just talking the amount of golfers and the skill level of these guys, it's kind of daunting, you know, when you look at how it's many difficult. young guys there are now, too. And because of Liv, we're seeing those guys, you know, have success because there's, you know, some of the big dogs aren't there anymore. So it's giving all these young guys a chance, not that they're not good players. Right. That's the, that's like the, the residual. Quality is down. It's just. That's the residual effect. Yeah. So all these guys left from the top 125 to go over to Liv. That opens up a bunch more yeah. spots, which opens up spots behind that to get on to the Corn Ferry Tour. Right. Uh, I would assume Brady's trying to get on some of the smaller tours to yep. get to the Corn Ferry Tour. I know he tried to qualify last year. It's it's awful tough. There's a lot of really good players. Yeah. But he's young and active. I mean, you don't have to be a pro at 23 years old. No. Uh, there's plenty of guys that come along later in their careers. They're able to put it together. Their game develops. He gets a little stronger. He gets a little older. Uh, you know, plenty of time yet. Yeah, and he puts in the work too. Yeah, that's right. And it's that's what's fun, and I think it's so interesting to me about the PGA Tour is just all the different stories. I mean, mm-hmm. there's every walk of life there, uh, you know, and you get a chance to see those stories. That's what's kind of neat. And um, you know, you they were doing this just a year ago, and they were doing that just a year ago, and they came through this, and they had alcohol addiction, they had all these different things that that the golf world seems to have that goes with it but what a grind i mean it's easy to look at oh these guys are making so much money now 
But talk about a sport that you do not really get paid until you get there. Yeah, it's very top Because, yeah, you can go around and win some of these tournaments, get a couple thousand dollars. You know, it's not like football or basketball, like you got drafted and boom, you got paid. Or even college now. I mean, sure, some of these college golfers are probably getting paid. But you got to really battle out there, yeah. and you got to either have a great sponsorship or you got to have money that you came from to be able to survive all of that before you start thinking, do I need to get a real job, you know? Yeah, it's really top-heavy. Well, and even the guy that won a couple weeks ago, the, the amateur, uh, was it him? But then there was also a guy that was in it, and he's going to go work for Ping now, you yeah. know, but he was in the money. So it's like he was going to come pro, but how hard that is, and just because I won doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to stick here. So, I mean, they've got a lot of that. You know, yeah. like I might be driving for FedEx next week, or I might be – he was going to be an engineer for ping, which I'm sure is a good-paying job, nothing like winning a golf tournament. Yeah. But um, I just think those are kind of fascinating to hear those stories about all the different levels and what they're battling and mm-hmm. what their stories are. It's kind of cool. It's tough. You know, uh, minor league baseball is similar to that, too. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I can't imagine how tough that is. When, right. when, when Jordan Smith was drafted, I thought, boy, he'll be yep. someday. And, and he wasn't able to uh, even get up to the major leagues as high as AAA. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought, man, how hard is it? Because that guy, work ethic, athletic right. ability coming out your ears, it's just really tough, you know, when you're trying to make it in those yeah, sports. Yeah, that's what's neat. And like for you, the connection with some of the stingers and seeing yeah. them come through and everything yeah. that they've had to do. and um, But that's the kind of things that are happening out there. You know, the guys that are playing for the Stingers are actually getting drafted. They're yeah, getting they to are. the big. Some of them are very for successful. High first-round draft picks. They've yeah. had several. Number five in the pick yeah. in the but draft. Yeah, it's year, not so. easy. And in, in, um, you sit and look at these guys, and I obviously am very in tune with the pitchers, having Brooksy pitch. And so then I that means my social media has got a lot of this pitching and these guys throwing pitches. And they're just so nasty, too. You're just yeah. like, how do you differentiate yourself when it's like, well, everybody throws 95 now you know it's just like getting tr- to 90 is like yeah that's a big thing at a certain level but it's not really a big thing you at, know? not at the big leagues <laughs> no. it isn't at all it's, it is 95 like can you get to the, you th- if, you'd see a guy throwing 90 and you'd be like wow you gotta be throws this. hard yeah yep. now it's 95 for sure i know yeah no doubt brooks yeah. lee hopefully will make it up with the yeah. twins at some point this year former stinger too so yeah. uh yeah a lot of fun hey uh you know several of the dads of Cardinal girls hockey yes. players, so do I, that are headed on to the state tournament, a big section championship awesome. win for them last night. That was really fun. Yeah, I was thinking about that on, on my drive-in when we kind of think about what are we going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've talked and chronicled a lot over the last few years, like my journey going through the high school levels and the college levels and being a dad for that. Now I'm kind of, you know, I'm still holding on to – last year here or so of of that but it's a little bit different than high school so to see some of my golf buddies and friends and stuff now they're experiencing what i was experiencing i was kind of the old guy in the group so a lot of these uh, wilmer guys now are the the dads of these kids and it's kind of fun being on the outside just seeing how excited they get and how they handle it and what the experience is for them and so we were getting videos you know we have a golf group text and i was looking for updates and then andy he'd send some videos of everybody which he loves to do he should be a videographer i think andy jake should be but um of course with the play-by-play but yeah. benny's a coach benny olson is a coach his daughter plays and gorno his daughter plays um scotty Crothers, all those guys have connections to both sides of the hockey both boys and girls so yeah. um it's fun to see um exciting for them and I obviously have a soft spot, soft spot for the girls in women's sports too. So it's it's just fun to see them. I watch 
speaking of, not Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. I videoed it. Um, just when it happened, she pulls up just over the logo and yeah. and in her press conference, she goes, "Well, you didn't think I wasn't going to shoot a logo three to break the record?" I like, had to talk about having. Some she swag. understands, yeah. you know. Yeah, understood the moment. Yeah. Then you know, on top of that, I think I'll drop forty nine. No kidding, just crazy. Oh. And you know, fair enough. They won their last game. She had like twenty three or something like that. She. Yeah. She kind of limited her shots more in that game because she you kind of wanted she didn't to score do it in the at home. Quarter. I watched that game too. There was some little. There was yeah. She wanted to break it at home, which was good cool. for her. They could still yeah. win. They still won the game. They didn't need her to go for forty nine. Yeah. Uh, but boy, that was so much fun to watch. She she is the real deal. She's as she's as big as it gets. She's not LeBron, you know, like that. But boy, she's she's bigger no. than maybe just a handful of NBA players. Yeah, the influencer of yep. that sport, and yeah. I've seen so many like TikToks and stuff. Of these little girls having watch parties last night, you know, and she gets the record, and they're just cheering and jumping up and down. You see all these twenty-two jerseys. Even at our, I go to our high school game, and it's jersey night, yeah. and I see like our girls' basketball team. They're all lying, and they got Caitlin Clark jerseys on. I'm like, yeah. that's so freaking cool. I know, isn't so it? So awesome. Yep, she's so much fun and and so good. I mean, and then she averages all these assists and rebounds. Yeah. I mean, she's the total player. Her teammates never look at her as selfish at all. You know, they are talking about. Uh, the players whose whose record she's breaking broken right. in seventeen or something, and their careers really similar. And Caitlin, uh, in terms of shots per game, it's just under twenty for each of them in their careers. And and for Caitlin, she's going to do it in about twenty fewer games. Yeah. So it really up matches la- up. Last week when yeah. that yeah. ex player was talking about yeah. how she had an extra year. without knowing anything, she had all your facts wrong with, without knowing she's anything. She's actually doing yeah. it sooner. And yeah. yeah, and she does have. I mean, she is one of the the whinier players you know she does not like the officials at all she yeah. is always working them and uh, she she is a super competitor but i just think it's so cool how she has advanced that sport and advanced those little girls and people just wanting to be like her i yeah. mean that, what a what a cool thing to have but the way she's done it and <laughs> she's got so much swag yeah. she is so cocky out there but again back to the tiger thing she just backs it up yep, so yep. all you can do is respect it and understand how I, good it is i hope she stays in college another year me too uh, selfishly because that, that's I'm, a much larger stage than the wnba there's there's only 12 teams in the wnba their salaries are not huge she's making as much in endorsements much more than if she went on she would wind up with indiana it sounds like they'd have the number one pick yeah, uh, which would might be a cool place to go but i hope she stays at iowa right here especially for the national championship like i love watching the final the women's final four and those playoff games and stuff too um just the level of that has gotten so good too as far yeah. as the abilities there and just the way they battle and and there's even like storylines now, you know, there's, of course there's drama, but there's all these storylines and competitiveness and, you know, the coaches and it's just become such a thing. And it's so cool to see that it has, like for me, selfishly, it's another entertainment for me. It's something else that I get to watch. I love watching hoops, but to see how the girls do it um, and see how the coaches handle it and the just all of it in the battles and, you know, the stuff that happened between Caitlin and the LSU player last year. It's just like, I love all that stuff too. It's like they've become very mainstream and um, I suppose it'll depend a little bit. You know, she got to the final game last year. If they get there again, they're ranked second, I think right now, if she wins one, if that changes anything or if she wants to go back to back. Could change. But 
you look at that Carver Arena. I mean, there's it's packed. Fifteen thousand people in there. Which she's. It's one thing to sell out your own arena. She's selling out everybody else's arena yeah. too. They're all going to watch her play. Iowa people are traveling to watch her because she's making their brand and so their big. Fans and are then coming. other people are there cheering for her yep. or wanting a piece of it or cheering against her so yep. hard. Yep. You know, and I'm like, that's a compliment to you too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Become so big, you yeah. become the villain. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's which that's, Patrick Mahomes is seeing a little of now, right? <laughs> right. Getting a little bit of that, a little villainous there. Kind of what we thought would happen, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you picked the Kansas City. Hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. That's what I, I think kept we, saying. Yeah. we both kind of thought that, and that's the way it turned out. Yeah. The, there was no, nobody that was feeling anything but anxiety if you were opposing him in that last drive you're just like you just knew he was going to figure it out just like you used to feel when tom brady had the ball in those moments it wasn't like oh my gosh i hope this works out it was just like it's just a matter of time on Mm -hmm. how this is going to happen you know and what the play is going to be um so what did you think of shanahan taking the ball first in the overtime well the thing that's been really interesting to me has been how the kansas city players talked about how much they practiced that situation Mm -hmm. and i saw the video yesterday of like the fullback for the 49ers saying oh that's right. Don't they get the ball or something too after we scored? Like I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like so. Whether that's all made up or not, you never know. But I mean, the preparation for that moment obviously was better for Kansas City, um, and I could totally see how you'd want the ball. The only thing that I will say to that is that whole drive for San Francisco, I felt like just because of what you're used to watching with overtime is that you felt like, okay, Kansas City's going to lose here because because they kept driving and driving and driving in an overtime. Normally you're thinking they're going to come down here and score and the game is over, you know, whereas you had to keep up on the sidelines to be like, no, we get the ball back here. Mm -hmm. Like we get the ball back. So you have some dynamics there of having to stay focused yeah. if you're the offense for Kansas City. And Kansas City knew all that, and a lot of the 49ers players, not just the fullback yeah. use check, they didn't know understand that the rules were different this year. Right. This is the first time they just said, all right, a new game starts right now. Before it was 10 minutes, or you know, uh, if you score a touchdown, game over, or you intercept a pass and take it in, game over as well, which is still the case of pick six still ends the game. Well, even like for me too, when the clock was running down, yeah. I was like, you guys got to get going here. I'm like, well, wait, they just keep yeah. going yeah. and i saw a video too on tiktok of a little kid he's like you gotta go you gotta go yeah. you know like nope. it was three four three two which i think they still scored it before, right at the end of they the, did at the end of time yep. there but yep. it would have gone into another quarter yeah they would have switched ends yeah. it was just another game that's the best overtime rule for the nfl right there they finally hit on it finally i think so too yep. <laughs> give each team it, the ball once for sure score a touchdown or no you get a ball right. once each time unless the and defense then, scores. and then, then just play unless the defense scores yep. and then just play a game from there on yeah and if it gets into the second overtime and it gets down toward the end of the half you have a second halftime to give the guys a break again i never did see i saw the um headlines where it says shanahan explains why he took the ball have you seen what did he say yeah he said so that if it went to a a third possession that they'd get the ball for the third possession because at that point it is sudden death at that point but it, it's still, well, then you're planning on being tied. So are you planning on scoring and giving up a touchdown? Right. Or are you planning on each scoring well, a, a field goal? A lot of stuff goal? has to happen to get to that. That's right. Possession. That's why I thought he should have deferred and, and uh, yeah. gone on defense second. Because then you know you know that if you have to go for it on fourth and eight at your own 19-yard line, that's that you have to do it. exactly what so, Tony, yeah. who never shuts up. Yeah. But that's exactly what they kept saying. And I said that yeah. to Kerry, too. I said, well, you're in four-down territory. 
You know, yeah. I, I said, you know, you're going to go for it on fourth That's down, right. no matter where you're at. Yep. Whereas for the 49ers, they had to play it normally. Yep. They could probably look back and say, we should have gone for it on fourth down to make sure we get that touchdown. Sure. You know, yeah. too, which I know was, it was like, like fourth and four or yeah, six. Something but, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely a different mentality. And I'm sure they were all kind of learning. It's just hard to learn yeah. at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Lefty, uh, enjoyable as always. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you bet. Have a good weekend. All right. Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.